You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics, 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff And off his box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said And off his box, a box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have half a mind To leave you, babe That means I have half a mind To stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday at 6.30. And there may be some food that's threatening to pop out of the ground very soon. I'm starting to think that may be the case. In fact, we may even have some temperatures in the 40s and 50s very soon. So this spring that's been kind of teasing us about actually showing up may actually show up. So we're going to talk a little bit about spring and about uh, maybe a little bit of Easter, maybe some rabbits, I don't know, but... It, but in the meantime, we have a guest in the studio. Lucas DeGia is here. Hello, Lucas. Hey, how's it going? It's good. And uh, you have been going, getting involved with a lot of projects in the last few months. We're going to talk about that Great. on today's show. And you, in the past, you've done some food wrapping. You got it. And not, not actually just wrapping food for packages, <laughs> but actual food wrapping. Wrapping about it. Yeah. You got it. And uh, we're going to hear more about that in just a moment. But in the meantime, I found a song in my record collection that's about food. And it's, it's funny to find it when it's not actually, uh, well, that it's, when it's there the whole time, it's right under your nose. It's one thing to go into a record store and go, oh my God, I found this great thing, this great CD, this great LP, but this is actually in my collection and I didn't huh. know it. So it's been, so things, food is already popping up, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I've got, I've actually got some chives and some garlic, you know, yeah. I saw starting to grow just the other day, so exciting it's that time it's, yeah. it's ready and birds are singing and stuff yeah. <laughs> and stevie wonder is singing about sugar he did a song called sugar on his album sign sealed delivered this is i think the last album before he went for the whole i'm 21 years old and i'm and i'm the boss of motown and i'm gonna do whatever i want thing <laughs> still appearing on the album cover in a big old fragile box saying handle with care from detroit with love so he was still playing along a little bit longer <laughs> before he went for the whole adult thing but I love his voice at this stage. It really is awesome. So here's Stevie Wonder and Sugar. Wasting our time. All I got is good, good loving. And good loving, you're hard to find. Oh, 
getting hot in here. Wait, is this uh, Thursday evening? What is this? This is WCBM. That's right. <laughs> yes, that is Stevie Wonder, and we and that is Sugar from his album Signed, Sealed, Delivered. I think singing some fine harmonies with himself. In fact, well, Lucas, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now you sometimes go under the name of Homegrown, right? That's correct. Yep. Tell folks about that who might not know about it. All right. Well, um, as any rapper might, I have the uh, stage name of Homegrown. Um, for me, that name comes from sort of the movement of growing your own food, you know, preparing your own food. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of the things I try to uh, promote through the music. So Homegrown turned out to be a perfect name. And you've done some live performances around town at uh, farmers markets. I know we saw you at a fair, I believe it was last summer at uh, the produce station on State Street. You did some uh, go in there with your little little amp and just went to town. You you got it. Yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, you know, the organization Rap for Food is um, is a project to you know promote localization, sustainable food systems, and youth gardening. So you know, in Ann Arbor and. Washtenaw County in general has this great local food system, all these nonprofits, businesses that are trying to support the local community. So when you go to them and you say, I'll rap, usually for free, Mm -hmm. and it'll be about what your event is about, people tend to say yes. They let me in the door. So that's that's how I got to the produce station and that's how we met. So it's been a whole, was a whole summer of that last year. So I'm just really excited for this year again, because, you know, I'm getting contacted by different groups and people who you know, are interested in um, collaborating. So it's a lot of fun. Meanwhile, uh, many things have happened in the last year in terms of local food. A lot of, some restaurants have closed, unfortunately, but there are always new restaurants popping up. Absolutely. So there are a lot of changes. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other big thing I think that came out was uh, the Washington Food Policy Council, you know, and just on a, on a county level, just basically the f- main fundamental part of it for me is just a recognition of the importance of government supporting the local food system. You know, um, I don't have more information beyond that, but you know, it's, uh, it's really a movement that's, uh, infecting, you should say every, everything. <laughs> now did that, uh, did they have a meeting recently in the last few months? Uh, yes, summit? I, believe, I believe so. Yeah. And, um, well that, that was, you're talking about the local food summit. Yes. Yeah. That was an amazing event. Uh, I was, um, happy to be a part of the planning team and uh, that was uh, about reimagining a fair food system, you know, which is about, you know, having a food system that's fair to everyone. So that's the people who are growing the food, having a fair price, uh, so they have a living wage, people who are serving the food, and especially the people who are eating it, having affordable, fresh food available for everybody. So, you know, it was a real meeting of the minds and uh, opportunity for people to learn about how they can support that community. So you have Rap for Food, which is your organization or organization with other folks. That's well. correct. Yep, yep, yeah. We're uh, right now a collection of artists and volunteers. So there's other artists as well that are contributing to the project. Um, you know, for example, in the music video, we had Abigail uh, Stauffer, who's. Uh, oh, we haven't talked about the music video oh, yet, but oh, we. Shoot. Oh, I, surprise. I, I oh, no. Jump the gun. Oh, no. <laughs> what do we do? I guess we better have fun and talk about it a little okay. bit. Um, there's a music video. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you all may know Taylor Swift. We are never, ever getting back together. There, That was a huge, massive, mega, super-duper hit. And there have been versions of that on the web. But there is a local one with a message by Homegrown and Abigail Stouffer. You got it. Yep. So uh, I, was at, um, I was at work one day and just thinking, you know what? It's time to make a cover. And I asked around my coworkers. I said, well, what's popular? What's out there? 
And this was one that came up, and I basically had to listen to it about a hundred times or more to actually get it, which oh. was un- a little bit unfortunate. Wow, but that's, that's, that's what it takes. That's dedication. That is suffering yeah, for your and, art. <laughs> and it was tough for the people around me as well to hear that. But um, you know, after doing that, we uh, wrote the lyrics, and then I got together with an uh, amazing artist, uh, folk singer uh, Abigail Stoffer, as well as. Um, <clears throat> Peter Johnston, who's the filmmaker, and um, you know, we got together and we and we put together a project to um, you know really show the power of community in the local food system. So we got together with farmers uh, at the farmers market. Uh, we also did some shooting in a hoop house at Tillian Farm Development Center, and then we got a lot of people together to eat a meal from the food that we had purchased at the market earlier that day. So we shot it all in one day, and it really. Really, for me, it really captures the way it feels to be a part of this community, and that's what we're trying to get across. So you made a video, and in the video you bought food. You got it, yeah. And then you sat down and ate the food that was purchased in the video. And and they, and he filmed us, yeah, he filmed us uh, shoot, eating the food and cut it into this amazing video. I, I really can't stress enough how amazing our filmmaker was. Um, it's just, he's a documentary filmmaker. Music videos aren't his, his core... Um, you know what he's always done so just to see him use that talent to create this uh this video was just you know floored me and i just can't wait to make another one oh cool so instead of we are never ever getting back together it is we are never eating bad together you got it yeah <laughs> that's that's quite a goal and now you know i think the taylor swift song is fun i don't know if i could listen a hundred times <laughs> <laughs> yeah it you know i i can get into it i'm not gonna lie i, I loved it yeah yeah, it's fun, and and you made a fun video out of it. <laughs> and I guess you probably had to sit down and figure out the turns of phrase and how you could parod- parody them or ape them, or what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, I really appreciate you saying that, Mike, because I it is a really an interesting process. Um, you know, as a writer, I do I write rhymes that are usually original. Um, it's a way different process when you're looking at the structure of someone else's song and rewriting the words. Um, maybe I'll be the weird Al Yankovic of um, food parodies someday. But there you go. You know, the, he must have a process for it. You know, and it just tried to keep the same emotion, the same almost ideas. And it wasn't that hard because, um, you know, in the song, it's there's a lot of emotion, and we're just taking that same emotion and turning it around, you know, in a different direction. So I'm um, trying to capture that same feeling of the song, but with totally different, uh, different words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with some of the same rhythms and some of the sim- similar rhymes and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. I kept, I kept as many of the rhymes as possible, really just took the actual lines and then rewrote lines underneath them. And it was surprisingly easy to do, to do that part. Hmm. Well, let's listen to a part of the song here. Uh, I'm on YouTube, which is what you can also do is go to YouTube and it's, not we are never ever. Yeah, it is. We are never ever eating bad together, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you can um, also go to our channel, which is Rap for Food Justice. So okay. YouTube.com slash Rap for Food Justice will get you there. Let's listen to some of that. It's Abigail Stoffer. You got it. With help from uh, Homegrown and some other good folks. We are never ever eating bad together. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. But first, there's silence. As they were digging an amp out of the ground. Is this going to make sounds? Here we go. It's coming. Nope. Uh Uh-oh. 
Okay, we can't hear the video, and I don't know why, but we're just going to have to come back to that. I just said I can't hear a video, but video is visual, and <laughs> Abigail Stauffer is eating cake. Let's do a commentary track, shall we? Um, yeah, I don't think we can hear it, oh, but... Oh, wait. Wait. No, no. Well, we're going to come back to that in just a second. We'll do that. Abigail Stauffer, we are never, ever eating bad together. We will be hearing that in the very near future. We will, well, we'll, be, we'll be right back with that. But in the meantime, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and we're here with Lucas DeGia of Homegrown, and oh, he is Homegrown, <laughs> and your group is... Wrap for food. Wrap for food. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break, break and listen to some Easter music, I think, here. It's going to be much more silly than what we were going to hear, but <laughs> at least it's Easter music. We'll put it that way. And how often do you get to hear Easter music, really? So I don't this, even know what that is, honestly. I, yeah, I don't even know if this is really what it is. But here is a song <laughs> about uh, multiplication. It's educational, and it goes a little something like this. They have peculiar habits That they are cute There's really no denying But darn those idiots They must really know their digits Cause they're masters at the art of multiplying They've got a semaphore That tells them two times two is four Two times three will always equal six Now you can calculate That two times four will equal eight Bunnies really know arithmetic they know that two times five is ten, two times six is twelve, and two times seven is fourteen. Now you can do it yourselves. Two eights are sixteen, two times nine is eighteen. We can keep on going so much higher. Now two times ten is twenty, and I really think that's plenty for our funny little bunny multipliers. Now let's do the song again. And this time, follow me, and we'll get the answers together. I love rabbits. They have peculiar habits. But they are cute. There's really no denying. But darn those idiots. They must really know their digits. Because they're masters at the art of multiplying. They've got a semaphore that tells them two times two is four. Two times three will always equal six. Now you can calculate that two times four will equal eight. Bunnies really know their arithmetic. They know that two times five is ten. Two times six is twelve. Two times seven is fourteen. Now you can do it yourself. Two eights are sixteen. Two times nine is eighteen. We can keep on going so much higher. Now two times ten is twenty. I really think that's plenty for our funny little bunny multipliers. That is plenty, isn't it? That is not We Are Never Ever Eating Bad Together. That's a bunch of rabbits. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty funky. Not as funky as Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no. But uh, we figured out what was going on here. This whole technological type thing, I tell you. But uh, just a moment, you were... You were <laughs> Uh, with Lucas DeGia here, and we're talking about Rap for Food, the organization he's involved with. You were also mentioning another group you're involved with. Uh, yes, uh, Project Grow. A lot of things are going really well over there. Uh, we've started uh, our plant sale seedlings, so we've got tomatoes, peppers, and um, different types of basil, all heirloom varieties grown organically. 
and we're just really excited about um, starting the pre-orders and having the plant sale on May 11th. So you go to projectgrowgardens.org and uh, start getting really excited about tomatoes. There will be food popping up everywhere very soon, and you can get involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. You know, I think we're going to try this. We hope you enjoyed the mime version earlier <laughs> of the song. But I, I did. Oh, I did too. I, I, we were we were making hand gestures in appreciation of that. You couldn't hear it, but anyway, here's Abigail Stoffer, and we are never ever eating bad together. We're going to hear an excerpt from this just to find out what it's all about. We we come upon uh, uh, Lucas, who is pulling uh, an amp out of the ground and dusting the dirt off of it and plugging it in. So, it goes a little something like this. I didn't know that we are what we eat and that it shows Cause like I haven't eaten real food in a month But I still want to eat cake What? Then we change the way we eat and say This time I swear what I eat is gonna change But we end up ordering out anyway I buy produce we don't use It spoils, I feel bad
And there it is. Yes, we are never, ever eating bad together. Sometimes I might still eat bad. <laughs> but nonetheless, the good news is that Abigail Stoffer has done a video with a homegrown uh, to the tune of uh, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And uh, I'm talking to the fellow here, Lucas DeGia, who uh, wrote the song. Yes, thank you. It's, um, I, I do want to say, though, you know, you can eat, eat bad, too. It's fine. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not supposed uh-huh. to be a social commentary exactly on that, that part. But it's funny because we actually, you know, we used real candy in the, in the video, you know, when we talked about Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. And then everybody wanted to eat it afterwards. <laughs> Same thing happened with the cake, you know, and I wasn't trying to deny them that. But, you know, it's really just... I just think that more often than not, if I bring a bunch of people together and we cook some food, we're probably going to do better than if I go order something out to eat by myself. There so, you go. Whatever that's worth, that's what we're promoting. <laughs> so you'd be, to be more aware that there are lots of different choices out there. Yeah, absolutely. So farmer's markets are something we've talked about before. Now, I just read in com from Cody Klein, the reporter, that in Pittsfield Township, the Board of Trustees has approved the establishment of a farmer's market to open this summer. Uh, not one in Pittsfield Tom- Township before, I guess, but it'll be beginning June 6th. It'll be open 2 to 7 p.m. every Thursday. And all of the information about the farmer's market, including an application for the manager position, will be available on the Pittsfield Township website by Friday. And there will be 40 spaces, mostly for food vendors, but eight will be open to vendors of other items. So that's going to be in Pittsfield Township. And a lot of other farmers markets are about to pop open, some of which have been going through the winter in one way or the other. But uh, you were just talking about one, weren't you? Yeah, I I had a meeting with um, one of the volunteers that runs the Cobblestone Farm Market, which is over at uh, Cobblestone Farm, which is on Packard, just uh, east of um, where it meets with Eisenhower. And um, what's really exciting about that market one is that it's completely volunteer run. Uh, it's great to see, um, you know, Pittsfield Township and other uh, cities that are, you know, instituting farmers markets and providing for them. But to see a market that pops up with just volunteer help is incredible to me um, and all the work it takes to run a market. Uh, I'm, so we're getting involved with that to help bring more music to the market. So what I would say to any musicians out there is that if you're just in playing farmers markets, you should reach out to us at rapforfood.org. We connect with a lot of different markets and we're just trying to bring more music in to support the market, but also give musicians more opportunities to support, you know, to support local food and uh, get, you know, more exposure. So it's the kind of place, farmers markets are becoming quite the, uh, what am I talking about? The the central marketplace, the the town Town square. square. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, almost like a bunch of pop-up town squares. Yeah, it's 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 an it's interesting. I just I remember um, when I uh, talked with the farmers market manager at the Ann Arbor farmers market. Uh, she said that it was really a, not just a meeting place for people, but also for farmers. You know, you know they're working really hard at their farm, you know, all the time, and then this is kind of a time when they get to get together and see the, see each other. You know, share stories and information. So it's an ex- you know it's just the community is really what inspires me to do all the volunteering I do uh, around town, and it's just. Um, it's really great to see that um, happening more and more in other communities. Yeah. You can, it seems like, I don't know if you can go to a farmer's market every day um, in this area, but most there's a lot more now than there were a couple of years ago. I can say that. Definitely. Okay. Farmer's markets in Ypsilanti, several farmer's markets in Ypsilanti, mm-hmm. several in Ann Arbor, now one coming to Pittsfield Township 
in June. So oh, lots of great. stuff happening. Now I should probably look more into farmers markets and surrounding towns too. But I yeah, there's one in I know there's one in Dixborough as well that was new last year. Oh yeah, great. Um, and uh, yeah, they're they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be more food and more farmers markets everywhere around as spring really actually happens. I think I think it's really going to come now. I think it's really, really going to happen. Excellent. I think yeah, that's it's a guess. <laughs> it is Michigan. We'll probably get one more snow in April, but I think spring will really keep coming. So I'm ready. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm going to just go with one more thought before we go. What about this egg-laying bunny or whatever it is, the uh, Easter rabbit? Kind of an odd concept. Very conceptual. How did it come? Uh, How did it come up? I don't know. But uh, this is from Wikipedia. The idea of an (laughs) egg-laying bunny came to the U.S. in the 18th century. German immigrants in the Pennsylvania Dutch area told their children about the Osterhaus, sometimes spelled Osterhaus. Haus means hare, not rabbit. And in Northwestern European folklore, the Easter bunny indeed is a hare, not a rabbit. According to legend, only good children received gifts of colored eggs in the nests that they made in their caps and bonnets before Easter. In 1835, Mm. Jacob Grimm wrote of long-standing similar myths in Germany itself. Grimm suggested these derived from legends of the reconstructed continental Germanic goddess... I've never said that phrase before. The reconstructed continental Germanic goddess Ostara. There's a there's a line in a bar. You you're such a reconstructed continental Germanic goddess. Let me tell you, that needs work. But this has been <laughs> Pandora's lunchbox, and I've been Mike for a while. Thank you, Lucas, for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, well, we're going to hear more about farmers markets and other kinds of food popping up all over in the next few weeks. In the meantime, another highly educational song. This one is from an album called Nature Songs, and this is a song and lesson at the same time. How do the seeds of plants travel? Listen closely and look up in the air and you'll see what happens. Arwolf will help us to face the music in just a moment. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening. In the land of ice and snow, there lived a little Eskimo. He always did exactly what he pleased. It's been a very confusing season about thinking that it's cold when it's actually warm, and I'm going to play the right LP now. Here goes. A seed contains a tiny plant, a supply of food, and a protective seed coat. The tiny plant is called an embryo, and it is the part of the seed that will grow into a plant. Elm and birch and maple trees, milkweed and dandelion, have seeds that travel with the breeze, travel rain or shine. Birds and other animals pick fruit right off the trees, and when they finish with the fruit, drop and scatter seeds. Sailing, sailing wherever the breezes blow. The seeds of plants keep planting seeds everywhere they go. Sailing, sailing a tiny seeds of fruits. Some have wings and some have sails and some have parachutes. Squirrels, berry nuts we know and even little Carry tiny seeds that grow into great big plants. When you walk, the seeds of weeds will often cling to you. And there are seeds that travel by plane and auto too. Sailing, sailing wherever the breezes blow, the seeds. 
That was oddly reassuring, Mike. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, broadcasting from the basement of the Student Activities Hotel in downtown Treetown. My name is R. Wolf, and I'm helping the students to use more than 12% of their brains this evening. Maybe you want to follow along. Tonight's show is entirely made of songs by Irving Berlin. We'll begin with a recording made the year that this song came out. The song is Everybody's Step. It's played by Paul Whiteman's orchestra. You want to shimmy? Let's go. (laughs) 